Welcome to Digging Deeper, a podcast of Perimeter Church in Atlanta, Georgia, hosted by me, Jeff Norris, along with my co-host, Laura Story Elvington. This podcast aims to equip you to follow Jesus by digging deeper into the teachings and topics of the Bible, the culture at large, and life in general. We're excited that you've joined us as we explore the treasures of God's Word and apply its teachings to our lives as followers of Christ. In this season, we're digging deeper into our series, Love Rules, a study through the Ten Commandments and their relevance to us today. So throughout this season, we'll feature many exciting guests who will help us sort through what Scripture has to say and how it impacts how we're to live as citizens of the Kingdom of God. We're so glad you joined us. Now let's jump into today's discussion. We are so glad that you've joined us for another Digging Deeper episode, and uh, the last one of this series is we have worked our way through the Ten Commandments, and we're going we're gonna to touch on the last three commandments during our time together, uh, along with probably some other things as well. As, as always, I'm joined by Laura, and I am thrilled, Laura, that we have Crawford Loritz sitting here with us, uh, a dear friend, um, mentor for me personally, uh, Crawford and I have spent a lot of time together over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. He was so kind to um, offer to me and some other younger pastors here in the Atlanta area uh, time with us, just to mentor us, to, to encourage us, to pray with us. And uh, I have absolutely thoroughly loved it, brother. So thank uh, you. Jeff, it works both ways. And uh, you mentor up too. So, oh, you know, wow. Yeah. Well, that's good. Man, that's, yeah. uh, that's, uh, that's gosh... I don't know if that's true, but I, I'll, uh, I'll believe you for it. Um, Crawford, the Ten Commandments. You know, a lot of people, as we've worked our way through these, um, one of the things we keep trying to press in is that uh, the natural inclination, I think, for most people is to even hear that, Ten mm-hmm. Commandments, mm-hmm. and think, uh-oh, I don't measure up, I can't do these right, this is what God gave to... Uh, you know, to strike us down. And, and we do know it is what points us to our need yes, for, for yes. grace. It does expose us in our sins. Yes, yes. However, how would you frame the Ten Commandments in terms of, I'd love to hear your viewpoint on how should the Christian look at the Ten Commandments and approach the Ten Commandments? Well, I think it's, it's God's, the expression of God's transforming work in and through our lives. Hmm. That's the Ten Commandments. And, uh, the, the, the catch that most people have with the Ten Commandments is that we are, we, are, we are averse to anything that forces us to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so our culture uh, wants to affirm, well, if I don't feel like doing it, then it's inauthentic. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I would say the other way around. Uh, hmm. If you continue to look to yourself and see how dark and desperate your heart is, then you're going to be as far away from God as you possibly can be. Mm-hmm. And so objectivity is our friend. Mm-hmm. Yieldedness is our friend. And uh, so bringing our lives under the banner of the Ten Commandments is a way of expressing an authentic work of God in and through our lives. Mm. That's good. And I love, you know, each, it's, I love asking that question to mm-hmm. most, most of our guests. We've mm-hmm. kind of started there. Hey, let's start big picture with the full Ten Commandments yeah. and then zoom in on one or two or three. And uh, each of our guests gives a, there's, there's common threads about yes. God's heart in it, yes. but then even the language that's being used is, is what you just said and the way you just said that. I go, wow, that's, that's a really helpful way to think about it, you know? But it also forces decision. 
which is yeah. a good thing. Yeah. yeah, that's good. It forces decision. It and the first commandment really is the thesis statement for the rest of them. That's right. And it's really about our relationship with God. Mm. And God says, "No, I'm I'm really not your business partner. Hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not I don't exist to make you a better version of yourself. Hmm. But if you bring my life your life under my banner." You'll you'll enjoy a freedom and a liberation and a transformation that mm. you never dreamed or imagined. Mm. Yeah, That's it's interesting. Good. You should use the word freedom because I think a lot of people don't think of mm-hmm. a list of rules bringing freedom. Yes. But one of the things that uh, we were talk- talking to Alistair Begg towards the beginning yeah, of the yeah. of the series, and he talked about how the Ten Commandments show us our need for Jesus. Yes. And how Jesus points us back to the Ten Commandments of showing us how to live. Yes, you know, exactly in holiness. Right. Uh, tell us more. Like, how do you, how do you find that freedom in a list of of rules? Mm. Well, I think, uh, and uh, as only Alistair Beck could say, I think you need to connect the dots. Mm. Isolating the Ten Commandments and just ripping them out of uh, Exodus twenty is not very helpful to us. Oh, that's good. But but seeing it in its whole. You know, when Jesus said, I've come to fulfill the law, he didn't come to cancel the moral law. He came to fulfill the law. And the tacit thing that he was saying is that he can empower us to fulfill the moral law. Mm. And in that sense, this is what we were born for. And freedom without restriction is not freedom at all. Freedom without restriction is self-enslavement. It really is ultimate destruction. Mm. And all of life is choices. And freedom is predicated by a series of choices and decisions. And so the Ten Commandments says this is, this is the way life was meant to be lived. Yeah. And uh, Jesus can empower you to do that. Mm. So with that, let's, let's talk about these last three mm. that he gives. And, and again, we always want to keep in mind how Jesus summarized the law for us. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. So we're in that neighbor part now. We're in that horizontal application of the gospel in our lives. How do we love neighbor well? Well, he he just gives us three here. Uh, You shall not steal. You shall shall not bear false witness. And then uh, you shall not covet. So um, what what I'd like to do, you know, without trying to sound corny, because the name of the podcast is Digging Deeper. But I do, I, I want to dig deeper because th- it's, especially with this first one here, do not steal. I, it's so very tempting, probably for every one of us listening. Maybe not everyone, but most. Oh, okay. Well, let's move on quickly from that one because I, I don't steal. I don't, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in a lifestyle of stealing. Um, but it's more than that, right? It is. I mean, you know, technically stealing is taking that which doesn't belong to you. Right. And, uh, you know, in, in looking over these Ten Commandments, especially these last three, the larger question, the larger question that we have to answer with all of these three is that who and what is my source? Mm-hmm. Who and what is my source? What, what, what is the source and who is the source of my provision? Yeah. And uh, that commandment basically says, you really don't need to take that which belongs to another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you are actually insulting your provider. That God is enough. He has provided for you. Yeah. And so you shouldn't take that which belongs to someone else. And it, you know, and, and I think stealing is more than just you know going through Walmart or someplace and 
and putting, you know, some jewelry in your pocket. I think stealing has to do with taking your employer's time. Mm. Mm. Robbing him of, of what, what you've committed to do. Mm. Cutting corners. Yeah. I think you can rob your relationship. You can steal from your spouse in terms of the time and attention that they rightfully deserve. Yeah. Your children. So it's, it's technically just taking anything away from someone mm. that doesn't belong to you. You're devaluing their property. You're devaluing their trust. Yeah. And uh, so it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, wow. for sure. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I, I kind of thought this might be an easy one. I was thinking, you know, unless we have a lot of bank robbers listening to this <laughs> podcast, we're probably all doing okay. Yeah. But the first thing that I thought of when you began to kind of unpack this a little bit, I thought about in college how... Um, how vigilant our professors were about plagiarism yes and how in, even in christian circles how easy it is when i'm when i'm sharing something uh, how easy it is to share it as my idea and not even by saying hey this was my idea i had this thought on whatever uh but just by not attributing it to who i heard it from mm. or where that's, i read it that's exactly right yeah that's, that's exactly right so when i preach and and I basically just <laughs> regurgitate what I've heard Crawford say. Is that is that's that what, what you mean? That's ex- is that okay? I didn't want to say okay. it. It's straight called out. research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know if you saw me in a minute ago after after Crawford shared what he shared. I just kind of went and I was thinking because there's there's a there's a way we could take this that I think I, I, what I'm chewing on is this. What do we do in a digital world where it is so easy to take ideas mm-hmm. from other people? Uh, I, I don't even know how to begin to talk about AI right now with mm. with this with stealing and you know representing yourself in ways that wasn't true to you. But mm-hmm. um, I, I I don't even know what my question is. Is, is I, I guess it's more along the lines of. What do we need to see about what's at the heart of this commandment? Yeah, you know, good, like, yeah, like yeah. what's really going on at the heart level yeah, of God's yeah. commandment here? All three of these last commandments, I was struck as I, uh, and just sort of thinking through this time, um, all three of them are expressions of a lack of gratitude. Hmm. They're expressions of a lack of gratitude. And, you know, gratitude is an expression of contentment. Mm-hmm. And and also gratitude is an, is an expression that um, I I need to be satisfied with mm-hmm. what I have and grateful for it. Yeah. And so to take something that doesn't belong to you, whether it's plagiarism, it really is an expression of entitlement and a pathway to narcissism. Hmm. And and because hmm. I'm entitled to this, well, you didn't work for this. Yeah. What makes you think that, you know, everybody else is at the meeting at 9 o'clock in the morning, you come tooling in at 9.45? You just just robbed them. Mm. Mm. What what makes you think that, uh, okay, you're having these three-hour lunches? Or, you know, you're you're being paid for 40, 50 hours a week, but, yo, dude, you work Mm. like 30. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're saying, well, you're going to work out of the house when I meet you on the golf course? I mean, come on, man. So it's all, Mm. it's, it's... it's an expression of selfishness. Yeah. And, uh, and I think all three of them are. Mm-hmm. This lack of gratitude. Yeah. yeah. Well, take us deeper on that next one. The thou shalt not, is it? Bear false witness. Bear false, not lying. 
How, how do you link that to the same attitude of ingratitude you're talking about? Well, again, I, it all depends on what the lies. You know, sometimes fear motivates us to do a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like your kids. Sometimes they lie because they're scared to death. That's right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and adults do that too, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, bearing false witness, is, it, it, you're really attacking someone's character. Mm-hmm. You're, really, you're really saying, hey, look, I'm better than you. And uh, I, I want to manipulate the outcome. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, truth is fluid. Truth is fluid and flexible. What's most important is me getting what I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're standing in my way, hey, yo, dude, it's either you or me, and I'm sorry, this ain't your day. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna spin this thing, and and by the way, we all know now that you you can you can be factual but lie, mm-hmm. because the lies intend to deceive. So it could be voice inflection. It could be, you know, so if you're intending to deceive, you're bearing false witness. Mm. You're saying things that's not accurate. And, and you, you want them to come to a conclusion that's favorable to you. Yeah. But it's, but it's also even more damnable because you, 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 you are disrespecting the image of God in that person. Mm. And you're manipulating them. You're using them. And you're saying that they're not valuable. Mm-hmm. And you're putting yourself in the place of God because you're changing the truth and you know it's going to hurt them, but you rationalize. Yeah. So this is all about lying. Yeah. And lying is devastating. And so, again, it's, it's a drift away from the truth. I'm the locus of authority when I bear false witness, right? Mm. Either self-protection or I've got another agenda mm. or I'm trying to affect an outcome or I want you to see me favorably or I want, you to, I want your votes mm. or I want whatever mm. it is. Um, the end justifies the means. Mm. And we live, we live in a pragmatic culture. And, the, and, the, and the <laughs> so I was looking at that one. We get backdoored into this thing. We get backdoored in this thing because we're fed that, uh, hey, your self-preservation is everything. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. It's everything, man. I'm sorry, but it's everything. So, hey, look, you got to do the time. I'm, I'm, I'm walking free here. Yeah. 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 Whatever you got to do. Whatever yeah. you got to do, man. Yeah. 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 Um, how do we justify lying? In other words, embellishment, exaggeration, that's not lying, right? <laughs> it's intent to deceive, man. Uh, <laughs> but we we try to convince ourselves that it's oh, not yeah. right. Oh know? yeah, oh yeah. And I think with all of us, none of us wants to look bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of us, none of us wants to look bad. Yeah. And let's face it, the three of us here, we have public ministries, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a platform there. Yeah. And there's a fine line between you know being discreet. And saying what ain't true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a little, a little fine line mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I there have been times in which uh, I've driven home from church and thought about a line that I said in a sermon or mm. something like that, mm. and I I got convicted because it, well, you, you know, of course that's mostly that's true. Not, that's kind of like seventy yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Right. Accurate, right. you know, yeah. and your and your kids will call you out on it. Oh, oh, absolutely, Dad, that, that wasn't true. You, I mean, you, you, you kind of 
Yeah. You kind of added to that story. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. another eyewitness blowing, you know, blowing a good illustration, man. But it's just kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> Those are preacher problems. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly <laughs> right. But we chuckle about that. But, but yeah. you know, you, yeah. you got to be careful uh, not projecting something that you're not. And, and uh, here, why? Why? Yeah, because, that's what I wanted to know. Yeah, like because we go. Why do we have to be careful about that? I'm not, listen. I'm not. I'm. I'm yeah. agreeing with you. Yeah, but, the, no, no. but there may be somebody listening, going, "But why is it such a bad thing?" Yeah, you know, like you can, people don't know that I'm stretching the truth a little bit. They don't know it's a little white yeah, lie. And if you, know? you get away with it, what's the big deal? Yeah. Well, because it's the erosion of the will. Hmm. The, the 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 damage that not telling the truth does is not just. It's not. It's not that you're going to get a favorable bang for it. Mm-hmm. But you're destroying yourself, mm-hmm. and you're de- destroying your will to resist deception. That's each good. time you tell a lie, or each time you spend something. Say that again. I want to make sure we hear that. You're destroying your your will to resist deception, mm-hmm. and you're becoming self-deceived. Yeah. You know, this is not a stretch oh, here. Um, people who are deceived, and people who who are are. Who are egotistical, egotistical narcissists, half a click away from sociopathic behavior mm. that use people in this kind of thing? They actually believe the lies that they've told. Yeah, they believe that. They believe it. They they've created their own realities, and you you might think that that's a far stretch, but you got to check that earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. The truth is our ally, and you got to be careful of saying that what I want and how I'm viewed is more important than the truth that I speak. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, well, let me ask you this before we move on to the the last one. Um, How do you remedy that? Like if someone was to say, wow, I I didn't realize I was a liar. Now you have um, kind of clarified what that Mm. means, and that's me. That's me. Mm. How how do you, um, what are things we can do to live more integritous lives in the way that we live and speak? Mm. Well, I, I think... You know, Laurie, this sounds so elementary, but I think it's the consistency of our communion with God yeah. mm-hmm. and, and hearts that respond to God. But I also think it's cultivating repentance. Mm-hmm. Once, you know, and learning how to respond to the pull of the Spirit of God in your own heart. I mean, any follower of Jesus Christ has the Holy Spirit inside of them, okay? And uh, I'm sure that there are blind spots, but I think we give ourselves a little bit of pass on this mm-hmm. blind spot nonsense. <laughs> the Spirit of God tugs at us. Yeah. Something's wrong, and I think it's paying attention to that. Mm. But I also think it takes profound humility mm-hmm. to be able to get invite people into, my li- into your life and say, you know, I've been a little bit inconsistent with this. And in fact, I've done it so much that sometimes I'm not really sure if I'm crossing that line. Mm. And will you hold me accountable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the best disinfectant for sin is always the light, right? It's always the truth. Yeah. And the truth sets us free. Truth is painful, but it does set us free. And I think we had, need to do everything we can to make sure that we are erasing that line between uh, who we are and what we say. Oh, that's good. You mentioned humility, and it just occurs to me um, how often, biblically speaking, I've been reading through... Um, one of my favorite authors that I go back to often is Jerry Bridges mm, yes. and his his book on um, on humility and it's just fascinating to me and and yet I have to remind myself and come back to it through the power of the Spirit all the time yeah. of just how so much of who we are to be in Christ 
uh, has to be grounded in humility. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. And yeah. and how yeah. often it's like, okay, what what's at the root of why I'm doing this or why mm-hmm. I'm resisting here or why I'm, and and so much of the time it's pride, it's arrogance, yeah. it's it's those um, those granules of narcissism that exist yes. within all of us mm-hmm. that want to elevate self to the and if it if it takes lying or coveting to get there, then okay, I'll do it. You know, as opposed yeah. to no, 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 humility means. Not just um, I'm going to put out this posture of humility, but at the heart level, yeah. because I understand who God is and who I am and what the gospel is, there's a genuine humility there that that yes. has to be present, right? Yeah, and you know, and that humility is born out of security. Hmm. Think about it. Oh, that's good. It's born out of security. Um, I tell people all the time, and I don't, I don't mean this. I don't mean to be playing with words here. You cannot truly be humble without being truly confident. Mm. Confidence is a prerequisite mm. to humility. Confidence breeds security. We skip over something in that Philippians 2 text. Mm. Uh, when, you, you know, you, <laughs> you can't give up that which you don't know that you have, okay? And sometimes the, what we pass off as humility is just a little self-esteem and mm. we're people pleasers. Mm. We want them to fill in gaps in our lives. And so we defer and demure and all of this kind of stuff. And that's not it. But Jesus knew who he was. Yeah. He knew he didn't, he didn't have to grasp or fight for his position. Good. He was equal to the Father. Mm. And so out of that security, mm. he could lay aside mm. and totally depend on others. He didn't need the affirmation of others to give him something. Mm. He had the favor and affirmation of his yeah. great God. Yeah. Mm. And he knew that. So he could become obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Mm. And so uh, humility, love, uh, all of these things cannot exist without sacrifice, though. Yeah. And, but the, way you, the reason why you can sacrifice <laughs> for the comfort and blessing of another it's because you know that you're loved. Mm. You know that That's you're it. loved. Yeah. You know that he's never going to reject you. Mm-hmm. He's never going to leave. You don't ever need to lie. I, I, you know, um, mm. speaking of stealing, I, the only time I ever stole something, I was 12 years old, and I got caught. And I, I can't go into the whole story here because it's too long. But uh, this is uh, my dad... Uh, when the police came, it was, it was, I was 12 years old. We stole some chains, a long story, Newark, New Jersey. And, and uh, some of my friends that st- we did this with, they became a little bit more entrepreneurial and they kind of started selling the stuff. And then, <laughs> long story short, police came to our apartment building and uh, uh, my dad was there, went down to the little factory where this all took place. Foreman scared us spitless, which was the <laughs> objective, and mm-hmm. he won. And uh, my dad said when he got back, he looked me in the eye, and it's the only time I ever saw my father cry. Mm-hmm. Only time I ever saw my dad cry. He, uh, I, uh, well, I saw him cry at the death of his, uh, some of his siblings. He looked me in the eye, and a tear tri- trickled down his cheeks. He said, boy, you don't ever have to steal anything. Mm-hmm. He said, I, I, am, I, am, I am busting my backside, working as hard as I can to make sure that you have. If you needed something, why didn't you ask for it? Mm-hmm. Mm. And you know, just think about God. Mm. Yeah. Why, why are you lying? Mm-hmm. Mm. And well, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to embellish the amount of people that attended my concert this past weekend. And mm-hmm. Jeff doesn't have to. 
inflate the amount of people that streamed his sermon because because you don't need to round up because it doesn't doesn't matter our acceptance with the lord is not based on our performance that's exactly right simply based on the person and i think about some of the threads some of the things that you've said that just pulling some threads here of like you've talked about gratitude that part of what's at the heart of these three commandments to close out the ten commandments is a lack of gratitude, yeah. and then we've talked about humility, yeah. and but you talked also about provision, like trusting that God can provide for us. And what I hear you saying there, in that awesome story with what your dad said to you, is is we I think we can say very confidently, gosh, what's at the heart of these three commandments too, is, and this connects back to the first yeah. commandment, right? That's yes. the one to all of it is that we don't trust God. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't trust God to provide for me, so yeah. therefore I steal. And, and yes, physically, but in so many ways, like yeah, how we steal yeah, from, take yeah, from yeah. what's not ours. But then well, that's why we lie. I don't think that my, I don't have enough uh, secure identity in who I am in Jesus that I think I have to embellish who I am such mm-hmm. that it gives me a added boost of confidence, whatever it may be. And then we haven't even talked about covet yet, but so much of coveting is because I'm not pleased with what I have because God's not giving me his best. Yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah. It, it, but talk about that with you know, coveting. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, you know, I think coveting is almost the negative apex of all these things. Yeah. Mm. When you stop to think about it, you know, I don't think coveting is your garden variety jealousy. Hmm. I coveting is is not just the desire to have what you have. The the, the coveting is the desire to have what you have to take it from you so that the attention is given to me. Yeah. That's why I covet this. Mm. I, 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 I need this for my own security. Mm. I need this because I'm lacking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this will make me feel better about myself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rather than God saying, I'm your sufficiency. Mm. If, if I don't give it to you, Crawford, you don't need it. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Mm. You don't need it if I don't give it to you. Mm-hmm. And why, why, why can't you celebrate someone else? Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 again, it's, it's it's sort of like, I mean, all of this has to really do do with contentment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, all of these all these commandments basically have to do with commitment. A- am I enough? You know, you you think about when Nathan uh, came to David. And and uh, David thought he had gotten away with uh, you know adultery and murder and lying and all of the layers of stuff. You know mm-hmm. when you commit one sin, it comes with a garden variety of others. So Nathan, you know, bust him on it, and and, uh, and God says to David, David, you didn't have to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if God is saying, "Wasn't I enough for you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I made you the greatest king Israel ever had. A- a- am I not enough for you?" And coveting says, "Yeah, you know, God's not enough for you. He's not enough, and I've got to have that. And I got to have that, mm-hmm. even yeah. at your expense." Yeah, and, and I tell you, um, it's one thing to apply that and think, "Okay, I, I really wish I had that car. Or I really wish I had that house." Mm-hmm. That's one level of it. Yeah, but I tell you where Rachel and I. Where it, where it hit us between the eyes many years ago was we couldn't get pregnant. Mm. Mm. And we desperately wanted to be parents. Mm. And meanwhile, a lot of our friends at the mm-hmm. same age and stage of our lives 
were getting pregnant and having children. And I'll tell you, 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 I didn't think I had ever really struggled with coveting until then. And Rachel and I both having to wrestle with the Lord over that truth that you mm-hmm. said. It is truth. That if the Lord says, I'm not giving it to you, then you don't need it. Yeah. And now it was a, for some people, it's God chooses that, you know, to, to not give them kids at, at yeah. all. But for us, yeah. it was, it was a three and a half to four year, almost four year period of, of us not being able to, and then leading us down the path of adoption and then so mm-hmm. on and so forth. But we end up with four kids. Yeah. Praise God. But I tell you, there was a, there was a, there was a seedbed of, covetousness in me that I didn't know was there. That's a whole, for for me, that was a whole new level of, man, how do you not covet in that situation? And it can only be the power of God in you, you know? Um, And I just think there's probably some people listening that that may not be the exact situation, but it's, we're not at all saying this is easy. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're, but, but, but we are saying what you're saying and what I agree with do we believe God is enough or not? And do we believe that he is, he is giving us what's best for us? And that's, that's, that's the test of faith. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we often quote Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, but we rip it out of his context, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You know, my son, he was, he was quite the baseball player in high school, and he had on his brim uh, uh, Philippians four thirteen, and he pitched and played third base, and so whenever he get behind the county, get off the mountain and pull his hat off. And Karen would say, well, what is he doing? I said, well, he's claiming Philippians 4.13, but he needs to find the strike zone. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> you know, oh, that's I can great. do all things through Christ who yeah. strengthens me. No, you need to find the strike. strike. That's exactly you what you need to do. Yeah. Well, that verse really is what the context of the verse is, is contentment. Mm-hmm. Mm. That, that Jesus is enough. That's what Paul is mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. He said, I, I've had plenty of bucks, man, you know, mm-hmm. but I've been broke as all get out. Mm-hmm. But I found whatever state I am therewith to be content, for I can do all things through Christ yeah. Yeah. who strengthens me. Yeah. 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 Gosh. Uh, so as we land the plane, how about Jeff and I, one question, one more question from each of us. Okay. Can I go first? Yeah, go for it. We'd Um, love for you to. This is a little sideways, but social media. Yeah. How have, and this is for either one of you, um, when you think about specifically the idea of lying or making things (laughs) appear Mm -hmm. as if they're one way when they're really not, Mm. or even the area of covetedness, how has that uh, maybe contributed to some people's struggle with these? I think it's contributed to a lot of our struggles. Uh, because it really taps into this need to be recognized, the need to make a statement. And uh, we're living in an environment right now that is rife with fear and anger. Yeah. And it's so easy to slander people. You, you hear something on social media, you want to post it, or you want to you wanna, you wanna say something, or you want to blast about stuff. And you need to back up and say, okay, not only is it true, uh, is it redemptive? Mm-hmm. Is it honoring? Do I really have the facts about what I'm getting ready mm-hmm. to post here? Um, you know, do I care about the individuals? These mm-hmm. are not just arguments. These represent people, too. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's, it's having some guidelines and, uh, 
you know, I have some real personal convictions about how I use social media. I never argue on social media. Mm. Mm. I never, I never attack on social media. I try to bless. Um, you know, occasionally I'll give a comment on something, but it's it's just too easy to trip over into, mm. you know. I've got an ego too. I mean, I, and I want you to know that I know. You know, everybody mm-hmm. wants to be erudite, right? I want you to know that I know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and it can be a platform for arrogance and pride, mm-hmm. and it just fuels it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had a friend um, who was really struggling with contentment, mm-hmm. and just I had to end up encouraging her. Just hey, you need to if you're discontent with your kitchen. You gotta stop getting on social media and look at it, the pictures of your friend's kitchen. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, and yeah. so it's often, not helping. so often we're we're doing it to ourselves and yeah, um, yeah. looking at what we don't have, yeah, spending yeah. so much time looking at what we have, yeah. what we don't have, rather than than Being learning. Grateful. But yeah. you know, I, I want to balance this off by saying, I it's not co- covetousness to to. To see somebody with a nice car and say, man, I really like the car. Yeah. In fact, I want to get one of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not, I mean, yeah. we all do that. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that that's, but it's, it's, it's when, it's, when it's, it's so self-serving. Yeah. It's when I'm unhappy if I don't have yeah. it. I can't be content without I can't, it. Yeah, yes. that, that, that's an idol at that time, that's at that good. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here's my question. I want to go back to um, what you were saying that I think is really profoundly helpful about uh, humility is is actually birthed out of a confidence in our identity. Yeah. Uh, identity in Christ and who we are, our unity, yes. in Christ, our union with Christ. Um, I want you to tell the story about your mom and what she said when oh, someone wow. came at her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that when you told me that recently. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, so my mother... Um, yeah, she didn't walk on water or anything like that. She wasn't the fourth member of the Trinity. She had faults <laughs> and what have you. But my mother was was perhaps the most secure person I've ever known in my life. Mm. Full of dignity. Uh, but when you look at her background, you know she never knew who her father was. Mm. Uh, and yet, it's, it's what 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 the gospel did in her life. Mm. And she was just mm. secure. She was humble and. Uh, uh, so, so I, I never knew my mother to say anything negative about anybody. Now, my father, I mean, he he, he loved Jesus, but if you didn't want to get an opinion, don't ask him a question. He'd give you some <laughs> insight. So, you know. But one time, I was visiting my I was visiting my parents. They were they were getting on in age, and they went to this little church. I think this is the story you're referring. I think so. Yeah. They went to this little church. You know, it's a little. Sometimes these little churches kept, you know, they could be crime scenes. Just take the yellow tape wrap around the <laughs> building, man. So they had this little church boss there, this woman that was just, you know, she's just, she's just a loose cannon. And so she had, I, I was talking to my dad, and somehow or another I found out from my father that this woman had said something really nasty and bad about my mother. And so, you know, I mean, I'm not totally objective about these things. And so I, <laughs> I said to my dad, I said, well, what? Why is she coming after mom? So I, I went in and I said to mom, I said, mom, what, what is this lady saying? This lady saying this stuff about you. So you want me to call her? I mean, I, I, you know, I could probably yeah. help with some perspectives here. But uh, <laughs> she, said, she said to me, this is my mother, she said, boy, listen, that ain't nothing. Don't you know that I know who I am? Mm. She wasn't threatened by her. 
she wasn't fearful of her. Mm. She just knew who she was. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so at the end, you know, and I, that that was a strength. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think we all the window dressing that we have and all of the stuff that we're looking for, we, we're trying to broker identities. You know, we're trying to project things. Chill, don't you know who I am? Yeah. You know, yeah. you're loved by, we're loved by God the Father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He loves us infinitely. Mm. Sent his son to die for us. I mean, er, bless us with every blessing in the heavenlies. And I was just this morning, I was writing my prayer journal, and I began to weep as I looked over my life, mm. how good God had been to me. Mm. And I thought about those times in which I was either envious or jealous or got into, comp- you know, all this competition stuff, and I just felt like a fool. It was as if don't God was saying, "Don't you know I carried you?" And that's where our confidence needs to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, Jeff, you were right. He was the perfect person to close this series. Yeah, on. gosh. Yeah. One, one one of these days, we'll just do a uh, we'll just do a seven or eight episode series with just Crawford. And we'll just call it the Crawford series. <laughs> I yeah, love yeah, it. Um, that'll help. <laughs> and uh, gosh. Yeah, so, you know, for you listening, watching, just think about that. Take that home with you, you know, thinking about that very first commandment, love the Lord your God, you know, there should be no other gods before me, and how that plays out into the very specific, tangible, Mm -hmm. practical areas of our lives. Because if we say, using Jesus' language of summing up the law, if we say, okay, the aim is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, then what that means is when we don't have exactly what we think we ought to have in life, mm-hmm. we, there is a reality that exists in the kingdom of God through union with Jesus mm. where we can actually be content and confident and humble because we know who we are in Jesus. And he's enough. And uh, I love that. When you told that story about mm. your mom, yeah. Um, and don't you know that I know who I am? Meaning, don't you know that I, I know who Jesus is and he's in me and that's mm-hmm. all I need? So uh, be encouraged by that. I hope this series has encouraged you. I hope that you have a new perspective on the Ten Commandments. And it's not just a bunch of rules that weigh us down. It's actually a pathway to freedom, uh, to the glory of God. So be blessed. We'll be back with another series soon enough. Until then... Um, I hope you walk with the Lord in such a way that you find yourself content in Him. 